Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with Najahi Events, our long-term sponsor and our new sponsor, a fantastic company called Smartcast, who I'm really interested in, that they solve the problem of food security. If we continue to farm the way we do, we will not be able to feed the population, which will be about 10 billion people by 2050. You know, we've got outdated and unsustainable farming practices, which has reduced crop yields and food quality. You know, there's a reduced yields that have led to price increases, utilization problems, pesticides and contaminate water, which has been reused over and over again. And the impact of poor quality water can be really seen on the crops and growing instability of the food supply chain due to extreme events has resulted in crops failing and increased conflict. Smartcast seeks to eradicate the food problems in the world. It provides food security as a service, and it believes that food and water should be a basic human right. The solution is simple. It designs, builds, owns, and operates smart farms. So go check them out. On today's episode of the show, look, we've got to understand what's going on with the future. We can't keep having the attitude of, I don't understand crypto. I don't understand NFTs, blockchain, whatever it is. It doesn't apply to me. I'm not interested. It's, it's too much. You've got to stop with that kind of attitude. You really have. Because people said that about the internet. People then said that about social media. Sorry. I even said that myself all those years ago. And Web 3.0 is the future. So I wanted to bring a guest on the show that could give us an understanding in a bit more detail. Someone who's a dear friend of mine who's been on the show before. Let me tell you about her right now. Maha Abulanin. She's a passionate communications executive, a professional storyteller with more than 28 years of global communications experience, advising global corporate giants and high growth tech startups on high net worth individuals. She's worked with and for some of the biggest brands in the world, including Google and Netflix, and works with the one and only one of the guys that I love, Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk, to solidify his personal brand. She's the founder of Organizational Consultants, a strategic communication consulting firm, and is the CEO and co-founder of Now Gaming, an esports consulting firm. But today, she's here to talk about something other than communications and storytelling. She's here to share her thoughts on NFTs, esports and gaming, the metaverse, and how this will impact the marketing industry, the culture and the brands. There's so much to dive into with these topics, and she's just the woman to educate us on what the future of NFTs, gaming, and esports will look like. I love Maha. I know you're going to. Cue the music. And Maha, thank you so much for coming to join us on the show. You're, you're one of only two people that have been on the show twice now. You and the lovely Sarah Almadani have been twice. So, yeah, you're special, obviously. <laughs> I love coming on your show. I love having conversations with you. I'm excited to be a part of this. To all our wonderful listeners out there and viewers, uh, Maha and I uh, go back a few years with buddies. And so that's why we get a chance to talk, you know, from the horse's mouth, number one, but also having a chance to talk to her about stuff that, that a lot of us are confused about at the moment. And I really want to try and bring some answers to you today. I want you to really get a good understanding. And, and I know you'll have questions after this, but please, please let us know what they are. And I'm sure I can get Maha to give some answers to that kind of stuff separately. But let's go into it right now. Okay, the, the topic of the moment. What the blooming hell's an NFT? The non-fungible token. Um, basically, <laughs> it's a digital asset, and it is authenticated on blockchain. And I think the biggest thing is a lot of people don't understand what is blockchain, how does it work, but it's basically a ledger that allows you to record a moment in time minting in history of a asset. 
And so non-fungible tokens are tokens that cannot be replicated or used in uh, applications other than if people use them for um, putting them on the blockchain. So for people that have started to understand what the blockchain is, what, what seems to be the seduction at the moment in the NFT world is, is the link to art. But and I think that people I can't really see past the whole, you know, digital image, you know, you know, the, the, the basic language of it's only a bloody JPEG type of thing. And and I think that people need to understand that there's a whole lot more behind it because these these tokens and then I see it past the word art because I look at it in all industries and the impact all of this tokenization can create. But give us an example. Maybe we could use an example. Gary's got V friends, yeah? Yes, 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 yes. Is that, is that a good example to work with, you think? Yeah, well, definitely we can talk about it. I think, um, let me just take a step back. So a lot of people think NFTs equals digital art. Why am I paying so much money for a JPEG? Well, I want to just bring it in parallel to what happened with the internet. So when the internet was introduced, everybody thought the internet was a search engine. And then that was web 1.0. But what we discovered is that the internet is so much more. We introduced social media, we introduced apps, we introduced e-commerce. So I think NFTs is the tip of the iceberg where people are just learning about digital art. But what we're going to learn is that NFTs are so much more. And the application of an NFT could be in everything. So a contract, a lease, a ticket to an event, a piece of jewelry, a watch, any kind of thing that you want to have an official record for, um, philanthropy, activations for brands, uh, celebrities or musicians dry, dropping music through NFTs. You're going to start to see everybody come into this space because it's not about the digital art. It's about blockchain. So I think that's the thing that makes it unique. And that's why it's called Web 3.0. Web 1.0 was the Internet. Web 2.0 was introduction of social media and Web 3.0 is the blockchain. Okay. That's a nice, clear explanation. There's going to be a load of people now saying, hold on a minute. I've heard of Web 3.0. This is, this is intimidating as it is. I know that my mum was asking me about it last night and I just, I gave up. <laughs> Sorry, mum. It's probably not going to affect you. You're 76. I wouldn't worry about it too much. But for most people in business, not understanding it is, is, is probably a little bit naive. I mean, I remember back in 2000 when uh, uh, IT companies, telecoms companies they were they were in this space and they were rallying the stocks were going up like crazy people in secretaries receptionists security guards were getting stock options and they were all on paper millionaires and they were like come on and then obviously everything crashed and went horribly wrong in 2000 and those paper values disappeared did it have to do that do you think in the past and do you think we're going to see as we've seen you know the rally of these prices and then eventually it's going to fall off a cliff to start again in the reality 100 percent. history first of all repeats itself secondly we're in the early 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 days so think of this as the early days of the microsoft the apples the googles the facebook when those started so for everyone listening start paying attention because you remember when you're saying oh remember when our parents got the land and when the company started we weren't around to take advantage of it every Everybody can take advantage of it now. So that's the first thing. Pay attention, study, do your homework, hours of reading, hours of understanding, hours of listening to understand the space. Second of all, a lot of projects are going to fail. A lot of companies are going to fail. A lot of money is going to get lost, just like some of those stocks that came in and boomed and the internet crashes that happened. That's definitely going to happen here. It's already happening here where people are getting scammed out of the projects or they're not really focusing on what they're really creating value for the audience or their community. So think about that. 
So those who are joining with an abundance of caution have a right way, rightfully so are doing that. But there's also a big opportunity. Like if you do study, if you do pay attention, if you do understand how blockchain works, it could change your business and your life forever. Like I met some people that were, had bought some NFTs. These were like kids. They were like teenagers, 12, 14, 16, 18, 22 year olds that really kind of sat and just geeked out and studied it. And, and, and they're set for the next coming period of their lives because they paid attention and they were smart about how they um, entered the space. When, when I interview people about cryptocurrency, I, I, I try and get as many, I'm going to say this word, experts as I can. And whether that's Michael Saylor or Raoul Paul, you know, some of these, these guys that really have been in it for a long time. And the predictions of crypto in October even were that Bitcoin's going to go to 100,000 and all this kind of stuff. And, and then what happened is the opposite. You know, it went from a 67,000 down, 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 down to floating around the 40,000. There's lots of talk about Bitcoin going even further down Ethereum as well. When I then reached out to the experts that told me this, I'm like, guys, you said, you're the guys that we trust. You said that this was going to happen. Why has it not happened? And if I'm honest with you, I didn't get clear answers from everyone. It was almost kind of like, we're not entirely sure right now. You know, the ones that were optimistic were like, don't worry, it's just it's volatile, this marketplace, just stay in for the long term. But that's not really what people want to hear. When you think about this space yourself, um, do you think there are any experts yet or do you think everyone's still guessing? So I am not an expert in cryptocurrency. So like I don't buy and sell and trade currencies. I'm not familiar with how that works. So yeah, Bitcoin experts, yes, because Bitcoin's been around for a while. Blockchain experts, yes, because blockchain's been around for a while. NFT experts, not really, because it's today years old. Like it started about, you know, the early projects were like in 2017, 2019, 2018. But like, I think mostly, like I've been doing it for about a year now. So I think it's just anyone who says they're an expert really can't claim that because it's still very, very, very new and very nascent in industry in terms of where it is on the, the curve of, of having that expertise. So cryptos, I don't understand as much on the different currencies, but I'm learning a lot about the different platforms, about how you can do things on Polygon and Solana and using you know different platforms and currencies to do things. And so it's for me, it's a big learning curve and I'm really excited about where I think this is going. And I think We've already been living sort of in the metaverse, doing these virtual calls and gaming and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's going to just start to play a more mainstream. And I think you saw Bill Gates said by in three years, all meetings will take place in the metaverse. And so I think we just need to start paying attention. Like, what is this? What is this? How is this going to affect our personal lives? How is it going to affect our business? Like when social media came out, everyone's like, I'm not going to communicate with my friends via the Internet. I can just call them or see them in person. And like, guess what? Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> so, okay. So my videographer that films my content, he comes to work either in a good mood or a bad mood, and he's busy buying and selling land on the metaverse. And so when Sandbox goes backwards, he comes in with a frown on his face. And when Sandbox is doing well, he's got a big grin on. And he's literally buying, trying to explain to a 76-year-old mum, no, you buy land on the metaverse. And my mum's like, what on earth are you talking about? We also saw recently that people were buying plots of land near Snoop Dogg, okay, for large amounts of money so they could be his neighbor. The, the, the metaverse is a fascinating world. And I think, you know, my kids are 19 and 22. They've grown up with gaming and this kind of stuff. So it's, you know, it's, but, it's natural but, for them. 
Yeah, people like me and you, bro, you know, I'm definitely older than you, but people like me and you, we didn't, that wasn't our world, was it? Not at all. And I think um, it's just, just like how we grew up with TV, like the Gen Z generation grew up with YouTube, like that is TV for them. So how their frame of reference of doing things digitally first is really normal to them. That's native to what their behavior is and how they buy and sell products. And we saw TikTok now surpass Google as the number one downloaded app and the most usage of any app in the world. And, you know, I see a lot of adults, you know, my age who are like getting a lot of good recipes off TikTok and travel ideas off of TikTok. And so it's the premise that Gary preaches a lot about go where consumer attention is. So if your consumer attention is on things like TikTok or is on things like NFTs and metaverse, and you want to market and sell to customers, you have to go where your customers are spending their time. Are they spending their time reading the newspaper, you know, advertising the newspapers? Are they spending time on television, advertising on television? Are they spending time on social media? Make sure that you're creating stories and content and store and ads for, or, you know, whatever your mission is on those platforms as well. It's interesting, you know, I saw um, H&M opened their Metaverse store the other day. I, obviously, um, digital sportswear, running shoes and stuff are coming from Nike and Adidas. And when you when you see brands as big as these, you know, the world's leaders in their in their space producing digital product for that space. This, this, this can't be something that we can scoff at, you know. It's got to be something we all. take really serious there. Well, people are using and these NFTs and metaverses to do many things. One is they're using it to sell products. Two, they're trying to unlock uh, an experience for their brand. Um, they're also doing it because they know people love the brand and the equity. And so they're trying to maybe create a uh, collectible around their product. Um, they know that they have uh, an asset in the brand that they have. And so they're trying to figure out ways that they can continuously innovate and revolutionize their industry and try to become closer to brands uh, and to their consumers. Um, it does many things. It opens opportunities for them to get insights from their consumers. It opens the opportunity for them to create a direct-to-consumer business relationship with them. It encourages dialogue, so they may, they may be able to like encourage them to either join an event or pre-order something or whitelist them for a product. And it really creates an opportunity for brands to think about how they can evolve their relationships with their customers in ways that's natural to how they're behaving. So if they are, you know, like we want to be able to wear a brand and you might want to collect in that company or be a part of that relationship with that company at a very deep level. And I think that's what NFTs are allowing consumers and brands to kind of have that relationship. Yeah, it's that relationship thing that's important to remember. I think a lot of people don't really, you know, register that as they should because there's just so much more from that point of view. All right, good. Right, let's talk about gaming for a second here because I know you're a bit of a whiz in this space as well. And um, I, I love that you know stuff that just blows my mind. But I know you've been into this gaming space and we saw the Fortnite World Championships and whatnot a year or two ago and kids winning millions of dollars and stuff like that for competing. I, I think it was in like an arena of some sort. I remember seeing it on TV. But they were winning for prizes, almost like playing poker in Vegas for prizes. But that's evolved, hasn't it? And now people are going to have the opportunity to, to make money or, or get tokens from gaming too. So tell me what you know about that. 
Well, I think one of the reasons why I was drawn to gaming and thinking about gaming and esports is its culture, right? It's basically how the younger generation uh, consumes content and interacts with brands. So esports is the fastest growing sport in the world. So a lot of the traditional sports like tennis and golf are dying in popularity with youth. Like you don't see a lot of kids w waking up saying, I want to be a professional golf player, tennis player, baseball player. They want, I mean, NBA is cool, NFL. So they want to be those sports, but I think they're used to living online. And so gaming is like another activity they do online, just like shopping and all the other activities. So that's the first thing. Second thing is you see, I mean, just today, Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard, which is the maker of Call of Duty, among other gaming companies. But they understand the value of uh, publishing in the digital format and how Gen Z and gaming communities live on things like Twitch and Discord. NFT communities live on Discord. So I think it's, it's introducing the marketplace to new platforms and ways of communicating with their um, consumers. And that's why I think gaming is something people need to pay attention to. That is the original NFT, skins in a game, uh, living in a metaverse. That is where that was rooted from. It's not like it's new behavior. So I think for me, it's understanding what's next in culture, what's Gen Z paying attention to, how is Gen Z influencing purchase behaviors of their parents and their families? How is gaming relevant to many things that we're doing? And a lot of people, you know, have been doing gaming for a long time. It just wasn't labeled as that, like just understanding uh, promotions and how you can gamify something and, and provide activations among your communities. I think that's what excites me about the space the most. Mm, super exciting. Okay. I know we're short on time. I want to ask you another question because obviously lots of us are big fans and you get first-hand opportunity to work with somebody that's that's as as loud and as as, as wonderful as he is you know the sweet centered guy and honest and caring guy that he is what's it like working for gary v and working with gary come on give us a scoop actually um it's actually interesting i you know first of all i love it uh he is very kind and very empathetic and very self-aware, which is something that he talks a lot about, but he actually, actually does it. Like he cares about those things before he cares about like your performance and your results. And like, he's a people first person, a hundred percent. Um, he's very, he talks a lot about, um, honey and vinegar. So like, you'll be very like, you know, Honey Empire and the company's built on like really making sure that they focus on people first, but also like he likes to be competitive. He wants to win. He wants to help grow himself, his businesses, his teams. Um, and he's very good at having a pulse on what consumers are thinking about and understanding what you should be paying attention to. Like he's not Nostradamus. He just understands pattern recognition. So when Gary said years ago, about TikTok years, like it's documented. That's why he documents everything. He's been talking about TikTok long before it became a big player. It's like, you need to pay attention. You need to start putting things in TikTok. You need to pay attention to gaming. You need to pay attention to NFTs. And then it always turns out to be right. Why? Because he understands consumer behavior and um, patterns. What's it like working for him? Full on, fun, uh, never a dull day. Um, he doesn't ask a lot of you. You just... You are, you have self-imposed pressure of like, oh, I want to do this and this. Like, it's more like, he's like, I didn't say to do that. And he's, he lets you have a very long leash to do what you want to do. So I love that. 
and he allows you lots of room for innovation and to bring things to the table. He doesn't say no. Like he leaves you room to do things. And if he doesn't like it, he'll tell you. But for the most part, you can step up and step in and, and, and do things that you want to do. Like if I'm like, hey, Gary, we should do this. And he's like, okay, do it. Show me. And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't think he'd say that. <laughs> and so then you're like, go do it. But um, it's fun. It's really fun. And we're coming back to Dubai. In a- yeah, you, I was just about to say, you're coming for the Lit Fest, aren't you? He's going to be talking about his book, 12 and a Half, which is about emotional ingredients required for business. So a lot of people think he's loud and tough and all this kind of stuff. But he actually, he thinks a lot about how empathy, kindness, all these things need to be in the business uh, uh, language. Like people don't talk about these things in business enough. And like, you don't have to be mean to be effective. You should really be kind and like flip the switch on how you treat your teams and your employees and how kindness should be the language of business. And that if people did that, it, people would go a lot further. Mm, so yeah, yeah. very well he's said. Speaking, he's speaking at the Emirates Lit Fest in Dubai on the 9th of Feb. Maha, thank you so much for coming to join us on the show today. Always an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll have dinner when you get back. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Maha Abulunin. Yes, Spencer, and you said my name right. I love you for that. Thank you. Yeah, I always say we your name give right. You a good old fashioned bear hug. <laughs> Well, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Hopefully you did. Tell me if you did. Give me some feedback. Let me know if you're listening to this on iTunes or other podcast apps. Five-star ratings, uh, likes, follows, engagement, feedback is really important to me. So please, please, please make the effort to do so. And you know what? I work hard to try and bring you valuable content. I'd love it if you gave me some feedback and a little bit of love in return. doesn't cost you anything, but it makes us all smile. Don't forget, be kind, and I'll see you on the next episode. So it's always important to mention people that you partner with and partners for the podcast are Najahi events and Najahi tribe. Now, Najahi sounds like an unusual word and it is, but it's Arabic for my success. And Najahi have brought some of the world leading public speakers, motivational speakers, inspirational leaders across to Dubai over the course of the years and Abu Dhabi, mind you. And Najahi brought, I don't know, people like Tony Robbins, ever heard of him? Okay, Nick Vujicic, no arms, no legs, no worries. Lisa Nichols, Prince EA, Jay Shetty, uh, Alicia Keys, and people like this. And they bring them in and they run events. And from those events, we go and we learn from these incredible people. On top of that, they launched the Najahi tribe recently, where they have a collective of the world's greatest trainers that literally you can join, become a member of, take advantage of a training from all of these different people, like real experts in their field. I've got a sneaky suspicion I might be one of them as well. But anyway, (laughs) hopefully you will go and check them out for me because you enjoy these episodes of the podcast. And remember, it's always team effort and I can't do it without the support of these people. So go check out Najahi Events, N-A-J-A-H-I events.com. I'll see you soon.